Welcome to our Brain or Shine podcast with me, Mark, and Jules, where we help people navigate brain injury together. Whether it's you that's sustained a brain injury, or you're a family member or friend of someone who has, Brain or Shine is here to help you understand how to live with the hidden side effects the injury can leave you with and shine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this latest episode of Brain or Shine podcast with me, Mark, and Jules. Hello and welcome. So our latest theme is around personal health and well-being. And today we're going to look at what self-care secrets should be part of your daily routine. Now, self-care is about looking after yourself. Now, that's both physically and mentally. And believe it or not, you're not too busy for a bit of self-care. Now, when you think about doing that and starting something new or adding something into your schedule, it can seem a little bit overwhelming to start with. But trust us, self-care doesn't have to be time-consuming. In fact, incorporating a bit of self-care into your day actually will dial down your stress, improve your patience and help you to stay focused. Yeah, and let's face it, if you're living with brain injury or living with somebody with brain injury, then self-care is more important than ever. So we're going to look at these secrets. But before we do, I'm going to be really honest, they're not actually secrets, they're things that we already know about and probably already do, but it's just about creating some harmony and creating some consistency. So what is self-care secret tip number one? Well, we're going to look at four and the first one is a very, very obvious one and something that we've spoken about before, but it's about getting sleep. Sleep is so critical for your mind and body. Now I'm going to start off by saying sleep patterns and brain injury don't always go hand in hand because I know from my own personal experience and certainly talking to people within the brain injury community that your sleep can be all over the place. You could be the most fatigued person in the world and yet you can't sleep at night. It is absolutely horrendous. But what I want to do today is I want to talk about the sleep pattern and the body clock and working towards getting as close as you can to that. It may may not always happen, but if we put these habits into place to start with, then you have a better chance of it happening. And it certainly worked for me by following the patterns. That's very true. I mean, I've seen very often you struggling through the night for whatever reasons, but sticking with it and trying to get this pattern for your body and mind is really a crucial thing to help you get some regular sleep. Absolutely. So the body clock works like this. It's recommended that adults get between seven and nine hours sleep per night. Now again, as I say, I know with brain injury, I speak to people who say I'd love to get seven to nine hours sleep a week. But let's go with what the recommendation is for a body clock. So seven to nine hours sleep per night. The next recommendation is to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. And this body clock cycle goes seven days a week. So some of us get into mindsets of working Monday to Friday and then think we can change our body clock at weekends. That is not the case. A good analogy of throwing your body clock out of sync is to think if you've ever done a long haul flight and what it's like to have jet lag the following day. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it can sometimes take a long time out of your holiday if you're, say, going away somewhere nice. But yeah, so body clock is seven to nine hours sleep per night. Go to bed at the same time, wake up at roughly the same time and repeat that cycle every single day. As soon as you throw it out, it can take up to two, maybe three days for your body clock to reset itself. So if you can create that habit and routine and stick to that as much as you can, then that will really, really help. 
There are some other great tips to help you encourage your mind to switch off. So for example, having a nice calm sanctuary as your bedroom, so it's not too cluttered. Keeping a tidy bedroom, maybe some soft lighting as well, really does help. But also in this world at the moment, there's many reasons for you to stay up late. For example, scrolling on social media, you know, you can do it just for fun, playing games or whatever, or there's those Netflix programs that you end up watching and some of them can be like really stimulating which is not what you want just before going to bed no getting involved in a box set or a game and before we leave sleep behind i'm just going to give one last little tip now i have to sometimes take power naps in the afternoon because of fatigue being really really horrendous a tip i was given by a sleep expert on a brain injury program was never to nap after five o'clock in the evening because if you're then going to bed sort of at six, seven o'clock in the evening, sleeping for an hour, that can really, really throw your body clock out. So that is one of my big, big rules is if I feel tired after five o'clock in the evening, I'm going to push through. I'm probably not going to do too much that's too stimulating in that time, but I'm going to push through to bedtime and wait till it is my regular bedtime. So yeah, moving on, the next one is to, as much as possible, eat a balanced diet. Very much like sleep, we can end up forgetting to eat or skipping meals when we get really, really busy. And another reason that you may want to skip a meal is the idea of putting together a recipe can be quite daunting. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I find that really, really hard myself sometimes following simple instructions and simple recipe plans. But yeah, you know, when you look at it, food is our energy source and provides our bodies and minds with the nutrients and vitamins to help us get through that day. We need to eat a balanced diet. So make sure that you do try and eat your breakfast, lunch, dinner and maybe snack a little bit in between. Don't ignore those stomach rumbles. (laughs) It's doing that because it's needing something. Yeah, and I'm just going to touch on one of the most important meals of the day, which is breakfast. Many years ago, I used to skip breakfast, go into work and feel really, really hungry around about 11 o'clock-ish. And I'd be running empty for those few hours. Since putting a breakfast plan in place and just having a really, really healthy smoothie, as soon as I'm up and I've eaten that breakfast then my body is fueled. And this is really, really important for anybody, regardless of whether you have a brain injury or not. But make sure you're fueling yourself and you're eating a balanced and healthy diet too. Absolutely. We live by what's called the 80-20 rule. So eating a balanced and nutritional diet 80% of the time, which allows 20% for treats and other things. So you can get your chocolate I can get my chocolate fix in that 20% of the time. (laughs) So the next self-care tip is all about getting some exercise, if possible. Now, yeah, there's so many different forms of exercise and there's loads and loads of advice out there that we should exercise for 20 minutes a day, exercise for 30 minutes a day or whatever. Now, our usual benchmark to say to people is to do something every day that raises your heart rate for around about 30 minutes. Now, some people may have mobility challenges, which prevents them from walking or running or whatever. And when we talk about exercise, this doesn't have to be going to the gym and lifting weights every single day. It could be a seated chair-based exercise. If you are able to walk, it could be simply walking around the block or walking around the park. Doing something that raises your heart rate every single day for around about half an hour is our top tip. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to try and get your body moving. And it might be that you can try new things, experiment with different forms of exercise. There's so much stuff online, so you don't have to join a gym. 
But you could also buddy up with somebody and just see what it is that you can work out for yourselves and switch things up a little bit. Yeah, I have a friend who ran a chair-based exercise group and people would go along to that and it was also very, very social. And a lot of people know here that I'm a keen runner and I joined a running club many years ago. And again, the running community is really, really good for me. So I've gone from one end of the scale, from (laughs) chair-based exercises to running as well. But find what works for you, find what you enjoy and find what is going to give you the ability to get yourself moving and raise your heart rate every day. So what's our final tip, number four? So yes, number four is about practising meditation. And we've spoke about sleeping and this will relieve some of the tension that's built up in the day, but it won't always quieten the mind. And that's what meditation is about doing. It's about slowing down and stopping and taking a step back, pausing and trying to quieten your mind. Yeah, I guess it also brings a little bit like the mindfulness and being in the moment into your daily routine. When I was on a brain injury program with my neuropsychologist, she talked about doing the mindful washing up. Oh, I remember this. You remember that, don't you? And she was just sort of saying about when you do something, say like the washing up, it's about experiencing the sensations around it. First of all, the temperature of the water, the bubbles in the water, maybe the washing up liquid, but also the fact of you cleansing a plate or whatever the dish is that you're washing up. And it's about actually taking that moment and thinking, right, what am I doing here? And just experiencing that. Now, I'm going to be really honest with you. Washing up isn't the top of my excitement <laughs> list, but you could do this by taking a walk or a trip to the park and just sitting there for a moment and just looking at what's around you, checking out the colour of the trees, checking out the birds that might be singing Mm, in the trees, checking out the colour of the grass. It's lovely, isn't it? I love listening to the birds. So yeah, just taking in that moment and being grateful for that moment as well. And it could be just for one moment, one minute. It doesn't have to be for hours and hours on end. No, no, it's not for hours on end. But if you're struggling to get in that right frame of mind and not able to quieten your mind, there are classes and there's loads of stuff online that you can just log into just for a few moments each day. And since having brain injury, this has been really, really powerful for me to sometimes just switch my mind off because I can find that I'm really, really fatigued, I'm overstimulated, and I'm really, really struggling with something, by going into that mindful moment can actually release my fatigue a bit. It does work, so I really, really recommend that you try it. It does work, and I I use it regularly as well, so to help calm me if we're having a particularly stressful day. So it's, (laughs) it's a really, really good one. But in all of the tips that we've given you, the four so far, Part of your daily routine also needs to include drinking plenty of water. Being hydrated is hugely key to helping your self-care. Yeah, your body and your brain are made up of a high percentage of water. And if you take the analogy of a houseplant, if you don't water a houseplant, it tends to go a little bit withered and eventually dies away. This is exactly the same as your body and your brain. You need to constantly hydrate it. And the best thing to hydrate it with is water. If you add anything to the water, it can dilute the effect. So for example, an energy drink which is loaded with sugar is going to have a lesser effect than drinking pure water. And the best thing about it is it's easy to make and it's free. You just go go to the tap. (laughs) Of course, you've got to pay your water bill. But one way to check as to whether you're hydrated or not, very, very simple, is touch your tongue. If your tongue's dry, you need to drink some water. Yes, yeah, very good tip. I like that one. So I'm going to finish with a little acronym which will really help you 
to remember the self-care secrets. The acronym is SHED, S-H-E-D, and they stand for sleep, hydration, exercise, and diet. So think about your SHED every single day. Think, am I getting my regular sleep? Am I hydrating myself by drinking plenty of water? Am I raising my heart rate or moving my body each day for my exercise? And my final one is my diet. Am I eating and following the 80-20 rule that Mark and Jules follow? 80% of the time, I'm eating a balanced, nutritious diet. And if you're not sure whether you're doing this, we've created a very simple self-care planner. And that's on our website for you to download and you can plan your days just to make sure that you are following the self-care plan. Yep. so hop on to brainorshine.com. You can find that. You can also link to our Facebook peer support group. You can follow us on Instagram and find loads of tools and tips. And you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, plus find back episodes of this wonderful podcast. And we look forward to sharing some tools with you in the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on the Brain or Shine podcast with me, Jules and Mark, where we help to navigate brain injury together. Don't forget to head over to our website, which is brainorshine.com, where you can find a host of free resources, plus you can subscribe to the membership site. Follow Brain or Shine on Instagram and join the Facebook community group too. 